Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it. Now release slowly. Again, deep inhale. Hold. Release. Repeating internally to yourself as you connect to my voice. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I'm Debbie Brown, and this is the Deeply Well Podcast. Welcome to Deeply Well, a soft place to land on your journey, a podcast for those that are curious, creative, and ready to expand in higher consciousness and self-care. I'm Debbie Brown, and this is where we heal. This is where we become. Welcome back to the show. This week, we are doing it a little bit different. I'm kind of on the road. This podcast is being recorded in a really beautiful outdoor meditation space. The sky is shining. It's about 90-something degrees. It's warm. It's summer. We're in July. And 
it's beautiful. I'm currently looking at a kind of an assortment of a few very beautiful trees. Um, there's actually some hummingbirds present. <laughs> so enchanting. Um, and I see a dragonfly. There's water present. So this is where I am. This is the energy I'm connected to as I speak to you on today's podcast. And I'm excited about this episode because this episode, I really want to catch up a little bit. This season, we have been locked into sharing some very powerful guests. Every episode, I have just been enjoying these like vast conversations we've been having around all different kinds of healings and different junctures of the journey with so many experts. But what I realized in this latest season of the show as we have transitioned from dropping gems into Deeply Well, I realized that I miss what it used to feel like when we were having more one-on-one conversations last season. Um, It felt like I was having them directly with you, which gave a lot of space to share insights and practices in real time. So my intention when we do have a few solo episodes this season is to connect in just that way as well. So in some of the solo episodes we have, we'll focus on what's present. We may have meditation and we're going to explore the awarenesses that are currently available to us. So as we settle into this episode, I want to just give you a little space here for about a minute or so to check into yourself. If you're a first time listener, hi, happy you're here. Uh, And if you've been along for the journey, just allow yourself to get really rooted in this moment. Um, We've had some phenomenal episodes and lots of different kinds of teachings and styles of teachings. We've had some pretty yummy soul work. So as we get ready to go into this episode and just have a little more one-on-one awareness, I want to invite you to connect to taking stock of how you currently feel in your life. So if you're able, if this is safe for you, definitely not if you were driving, um, take a second here to just take in a few deep breaths. If it's available to you, you may want to gently close your eyes or just lower your gaze a bit. And as you're taking in those breaths, in and out, I want you to notice how you feel in this exact moment. Where are you currently? Externally, where are you? And internally, where are you currently? What's present for you in your life? At this part of your journey, what are you thinking about lately? Are there any memories resurfacing that feel deeply resonant? Are there creative thoughts that are surfacing? Is there any envisioning of your future, something you're building that currently feels present? Just take many stock of where you are in this exact moment, whatever time or place you happen to be catching this particular episode. It could be July 2023, which is what it is for me, somewhere in the future for you, what's happening? And just breathe into that awareness and noticing. Allow yourself to take a few more full-bodied breaths in and out, noticing your chest rise and fall. Now coming back into the present moment, I wanted to share a few things happening in my world that are present right now. You can gently open your eyes if they were closed. 
I recently had a birthday. I'm a summer baby. I'm a June girl, double Gemini to be exact. And my birthday is always something that either I'm really excited about or I'm cringing about internally. (laughs) I think that's the case for many of us. Um, Birthdays are so charged for so many different reasons. But this year, my birthday felt really exciting and expansive. This year was kind of a reflection year for me. It was a book end year for me. I was noticing the completion of a cycle that seemed to have started two years prior on my birthday. So it was a really intentional day where I wanted to reflect and notice everything that I'd experienced, everything um, that I had been working on and working through, everything that I've transcended over the last two years. And I wanted to take stock of, you know, where I was with my personal spiritual practice over the last two years. What was I doing this time two years ago versus now? So I kind of gave myself some room to indulge and I reviewed journal um, entries that I wrote around this time last year and the year before. And it was really illuminating for me. And I had a chance to just feel deeply proud. And as I did that for myself, I wanted to really remember to share that here on the show, that there is an opportunity to do that all the time. And it can be really beautiful um, and illuminating to set appointments for yourself, to plant into your calendar a few years in advance if you um, maybe use Google Calendar or iCal and set an appointment, pick a date, pick a time and say, reflect on where you were and leave yourself a note for when. It's so good to take track of ourselves sometimes. Um, It creates the space for us to really understand who we've become and who we're becoming, to feel proud, to celebrate, or to recalibrate and say, you know, what have I missed? What is something that I actually didn't have the chance to do that I was thinking about at that time? And kind of reevaluate and see if you want to create space for it now. So I just wanted to share that, you know, my birthday always feels really good for me. What I love to do on my birthday is create an experience for all the people that I'm close to. And so I've, I've had the chance for the last couple of years to kind of have a birthday party at my home that's also kind of a retreat where we have really nourishing food. We connect to practices that uh, really uplift and expand the spirit and the soul. And this year really took the cake. Um, it was really, it was kind of a sacred sonic experience. So anyone that has listened to the show or connects with me on social knows that I am utterly obsessed with really great playlists and DJs. Um, I always have been since my days a few decades ago of working in radio. And I used to be a mix show coordinator and a music director. And so I've always loved the craft of DJing and the role that music can play in our lives to allow us to feel joy, um, to allow us to feel grief, to allow us to become embodied, dance. You know, music is just such a powerful medicine, especially when you're intentional with it and you're not just ingesting anything that comes across your path. You really create a container of medicine for yourself. So one of the things that I've talked about a lot is the incredible collective and show that is Selection, led by Joe Kay. Um, and big shout out to Andre Power and everyone in the collective crew. Um, so I've been listening to that mix for a few years now. And it served as really beautiful medicine for my spiritual practice. I love to listen to it as I journal, as I flow, um, all kinds of things. And this year, some of my friends surprised me with taking me to a live show. Even though I've been into it all these years, I've actually hadn't yet felt called to experience it in person. It was kind of like my own little private party. (laughs) And so... 
my a couple of friends of mine surprised me the day before my birthday party and took me out to a really beautiful sushi dinner, um, which I'm so grateful for. They're amazing people. And then surprised me by taking me to the Selection 600th episode live party that happened in downtown Los Angeles. Y'all, <laughs> first of all, I'm a mom of a five-year-old and I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. So I go to bed very early. My life used to be in the club. It is not that and has not been that for a long time. So me in a club, one, was a vision. Two, dancing to my favorite DJ till like 3 a.m. There's just nothing that can compare. It felt so out of body to experience the medicine and the genius um, that this group of artists carry with them. And it felt so special and I felt so grateful. And it was such a vibe. It was just one of the most gorgeously de- decorated, um, not decorated, gorgeously staged uh, experiences. There were jumbotron screens on the ceilings, on the walls, every inch. And it had like very unique imaging and um, colors kind of moving through the screens. And then on the stage, the DJs were set up and, you know, there are a few really incredible opening sets, a few performances, and then the ethereal jokey hit the stage and just blessed us. It was such a beautiful set. Um, And for me, it just really, really represented such a cycle, such a such a gratitude for being able to experience the gifts of other people in this life who do things that I can't, that share joy in ways that I wouldn't be able to access otherwise. And it just really deepened for me the understanding of how necessary it is for all of us to connect to our gifts, accept our gifts, refine our gifts, and then share our gifts. There's a beautiful quote um, in wisdom tradition that kind of paraphrase says, you know, the purpose of life is to discover your gifts and then give them away. And I felt like being at that, that experience that evening, that was such a big taste of that. And so loved it. If you get a chance, um, that episode was recorded where I was, that was happening live. It was recorded. And so if you subscribe to Apple Music, the Selection show, there's a new episode every week. This particular night that I'm talking about, just go ahead and bless yourself and gift yourself <laughs> with a moment. Um, light some candles, dim the lighting, create a vibe, and play episode 600. Um, and you'll get a taste of that. So that was really beautiful. Then I had my party the next day and I had just a few close friends come, um, some sisters of the light, some just beautiful people in my life. And we danced and my dear friend, Gerilyn Glass, who is just one of the most celebrated, um, incredible expert sound healers alive in this world, in this moment. And she blessed us with just an exquisite sound bath that felt so healing Then we had some amazing food and we had this incredible collective of African drummers come and they did this ceremony that lit me from the inside in a way that I can't even explain. Like I felt like my soul and my body were vibrating for days afterwards. Um, we all kind of like wanted to just like yell out in joy and pass out. Like it was that kind of feeling. (laughs) I don't know if you can relate to that, but I'm sure a few people listening know what that feels like. And it was amazing. And I just got to feel really, really, really grateful for this wild experience that we call being alive. Um, So always grateful for my birthday, for all of us. Our birthday energetically really serves as a powerful portal day. Um, It's a day where we do have the opportunity to magnetize and really amplify a lot of our deeper desires to us, from us, through us. And so it can be really powerful as a practice to treat your birthday 
in a very sacred and intentional way and make sure you carve out space to think, to write, to release, um, to smile. And then also carve out some intentional time to say, you know, what is a medicine I want to invite into this day? Have meditation, have a sacred sound experience, even if it's finding, you know, a really incredible session that's played on YouTube. It doesn't matter if it's live or coming through, you know, our devices. Connect to something that is going to nourish you. And I believe that the energetic potential of the day of our birth makes it a little more heightened somehow. It creates a little more power for us somehow. So that was my birthday. I feel grateful. My intention, one of my intentions for this next year of my life and my birth is to really connect to even more expansive body practices. I really want to have more movement. So since my birthday, I've been trying to intentionally connect to and grow um, a deeper cold plunge practice. It's something that I do do often, but I haven't been able to be in a space to do daily. So I've been doing cold plunge daily. I've been doing um, a lot more stretch practice, yoga, Pilates, just trying to be very intentional about every day investing in my relationship with my body and my organs. So that's been really beautiful and I feel grateful for it. So that's something um, that's been happening in my world. Another thing that I wanted to share was recently, and if you follow me on Instagram, I did a big post about this. I'm still processing some of it. I'm still kind of writing about it. Um, I'm working on a book right now. And so I'm earmarking some stories um, to share there, but I took a really beautiful trip to Europe this July, and I had a vision earlier this year, this this sentence just kept coming to me that said, summer in Paris, summer in Paris, summer in Paris. And I tweeted it a few times throughout the year, hoping to manifest it, (laughs) but not necessarily taking any steps towards it. And in the last few months, the opportunity presented itself where myself and two girlfriends of mine decided to take a trip to Paris. And we rented this really beautiful space together um, that was right in the heart of Paris. And it's my first time as a mom that I took a vacation just for pleasure. In the last five years, I travel a lot, a lot for work. Um, And I usually try to keep the days um, anywhere between three and five. And that's always really challenging for me as a mom to travel for work. I love it. I love it. I love connecting all over the world. But to be away from my son is really, really challenging for me. And I know so many moms and dads listening right now can relate. There is no matter what this guilt that's present. Like, what am I missing from my beloved's life by being gone? Um, What are they missing and needing from me from being gone? And how will that affect them? And does it affect them? And, you know, I think often of that... Yeah, just I'm, I'm laughing at the presence sometimes of how overwhelming that that guilt can be when you want to parent really intentionally. Um, but I think often about you know the kind of um, the equation that we've come to know in this kind of gentle parenting um, consciousness that we're all more aware of now, which is the kind of five to one ratio. Like you have to have five really loving, nourishing experiences with your child to kind of um, neutralize any negative or challenging experience you might have with them. And so all those equations are always running in the background of my head as I think about being a mom and as I kind of um, choose what I'll say yes to or not. So taking this trip was big for me because it was a week. It wasn't work. It was just about kind of reconnecting to all the versions of me (laughs) that I've become over those last five years of motherhood um, and see what feels resonant and true right now in this moment and amplify what feels 
most authentic and release what doesn't. So that was my intention for taking this trip and getting to Paris and going with these two beautiful women, Kristen, Simone. Um, I went one of, actually, yeah, both of them have been on the podcast this season. Krista Williams and Simone Farshi um, have had such beautiful, wise episodes on the show this season. The three of us went, got a beautiful space in the center of the city. And all of us had been to Paris previously um, at other times in our lives. And all of us felt like we had had experiences where we got to do the things we'd always desire to do. See the Louvre, see Versailles, um, you know, have meals and see art in the ways that we wanted to. And so for all of us, our intention this time was to really immerse with the city and try to find a lot more local experiences and experiences that just resonated with what felt joyful, desirable, creative for us at this moment of our lives. So for me, my intention was to uh, really connect to romance, to connect to culture, and to connect what makes me come alive, which is savory, beautiful food and art. One of my favorite things to do in my life, wherever I am, is carve out time to just walk a city. Even when I travel for work, um, in this last couple of years, I've, I've been working quite a lot in Seattle, um, been up to San Francisco, New York, Atlanta, ton. And so I love to walk those cities with nothing really specific in mind other than to experience it. And so I wanted to do that really actively every day in Paris. And I wanted to get lost in museums. And I'm someone that likes to spend hours in museums and read every place card and just take a lot of time to really connect to what I'm looking at. And so I wanted to have six hours to be in a museum if I wanted to. So that's what we did. Um, Culture, romance, enlivening experiences, creative experiences, art. And it was everything. It was everything my soul needed and more. Um, And I really got to be in the city and just do it kind of how I do life in LA. I'm a very nomadic kind of transient eater. I like to eat kind of small handfuls of things that I connect to at various points of the day. I don't really like sitting down for long periods of time for meals. Um, And I kind of like to eat one thing at a time. So I did that here, woke up, went and had my croissant, walked and had my cafe, my espresso, and then just got to business of the business of walking and feeling. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. 
Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Deeply well. One of the experiences that I really loved when I was there, and um, for those that have listened to this show, you may hear me talk about Tupac a lot. I'm very connected to Tupac as a creative genius and as someone I really am inspired by um, their life and their mastery and their art. And I tend to get whispers from the universe everywhere about Tupac. I have a collection of Pac memorabilia that is really meaningful to me. But I also find that anywhere I am in the world, I'll find like <laughs> like a smile that represents Pac in some way. You know, just come across a mural somewhere or a song. And so one of the days that I was in Paris... Uh, I went to the Picasso Museum and there was this really incredible exhibit that's happening uh, currently right now where they're creating um, this very curated experiences with his work by the room and every room kind of represents a different period for him and there's context kind of layered in with his artwork that brings it to life in a way that kind of connects the past, present, and the future. It's really brilliant. And it was really inspiring. So I spent the whole day at the Picasso Museum and then kind of walked through 
what I would call more of their art district. There were a lot of galleries, a lot of other small museums and um, different businesses of art. So kind of got lost there and grabbed some snacks on the way. And on the way walking back to the apartment, I saw this man and he just caught my eye. This gentleman was walking and he just walked up to a wall and Paris was really busy this time of year. So there was like thousands of people kind of in the streets and it was very active and hot. It was so hot in Paris and every day the sun didn't set till somewhere in between like 9.45 and 10 p.m. So, you know, we were waking up at 1, (laughs) which is insane to me as someone that wakes up at 5 a.m. every day. I was like, 1 o'clock? What is this? We were waking up at one. We were, you know, outside in the streets and walking and enjoying to like 5 a.m. every day while we were there, which just felt incredible, Um, especially as a woman in her 30s who doesn't do any of that anymore and a mom who's working. You know, I was just like, what? (laughs) Um, So the days were so different. I was really enjoying the people and observing and being in the energy. So there were people moving around and this gentleman, I happened to notice him in the sea of people. And he walked over to a wall that was across from a little cafe and he took out a huge Sharpie and he just started making these squiggles. And I was just like, huh, for some reason, I just feel called to watch this. And he made this like line on the wall and it truly made no sense. There were just squiggles, but I knew what he was about to make. And I don't know how or why I knew it, but I just felt it. I just knew what his inspiration was. And so Simone was like, oh, well, if you want to watch it, let's just sit and have a coffee. So we sat down and, you know, in Europe, the seating is very often different, especially in Paris. Like a lot of it is outdoor seating, but it's set up in an audience kind of view. So the tables are set up not for you to face one another in conversation, but for you to face the street and really take time to just see and talk about what you're looking at. And so we sat down in these kind of gallery audience seatings outside in the cafe, ordered an espresso, and we just watched him draw these squiggles on the wall. And finally, when he had finished, you could see that in his abstract drawing, he drew Tupac holding a microphone performing. And it was just one of those moments that you just kind of smile and you feel, I felt really grateful. You know, I don't, I don't know what it meant, but I know that I love Tupac and I'm grateful that I'm in Paris having the time of my life and I look up and I see Tupac. So that was really beautiful. And experiences like that seem to continue to happen. Another thing I really loved about my trip was I went to the Louis Vuitton Foundation, which for those that um, saw Fashion Week recently, Pharrell had done this really incredible show um, outdoors where he had um, he was on the runway outdoors. And that was where I was. It was the Louis Vuitton Foundation. Um, I wasn't there for that day, but it was in that exact kind of park and outdoor area, this incredible outdoor, I don't even know what to call it, experience. This stared waterfall of sorts is there, um, which is really beautiful. And at the time, at, at this moment in that location, they have a Basquiat and Andy Warhol exhibit. And this beautiful outdoor park is connected to it and directly across the street from this building this beautiful um, Louis Vuitton foundation is this forest. And what I kind of gathered is that maybe it's kind of like a nature preserve that they've kept in very pristine um, condition, but it was like this old French forest with these thin pathways and these streams. There was this like stream of water in the midst of it. And it was literally filled to the brim with crows, just black crows everywhere. And when you walk in the forest, like the sound is deafening. It's crows singing and talking to each other. It was just absolutely surreal. It felt that I had been transported into literally a completely different time and space. And 
it's like if I was in a world where you kind of took days to walk to another town through the forest, that's what it would have felt like. Um, it felt so old. And I think that's another one of my favorite things about being in Europe. I love being in old worlds. I love the energy that exists in places where there has been humanity and civilization for thousands of years actively, um, where there's been so much creation, there's been art, there's been language, there's been sound, there's been consciousness kind of expanding and unfolding in so many different ways. So, uh, all of that was moving through me as I was in Paris. <laughs> so that was a really special experience being there. And um, I actually did a plant medicine journey while I was there in the park and in the forest. And it was mind-blowing. Um, something else kind of in my consciousness right now, and I, some of the things I'm talking about right now of this trip, I shared in an Instagram post. So if you get a chance, you'll see it right away. But... It was exquisite. Um, and a couple of recommendations that I wanted to share for with you from this trip. So if you get a chance uh, to go to Paris in the near future, or if you're there now, I actually ran into so many friends while I was there. Shout out to my girl, Nina, my girl, Maya. Um, so many people happen to be in the city at the same time as me. But definitely check out the Picasso exhibit. Um, obviously, do the mainstays. You got to go to the Louvre. You got to spend a couple days there. Like, don't rush through it. Take your time. Um, eat at the restaurant there or the restaurants nearby. You know, really explore. There's so many, you know, obviously there's the Mona Lisa and so many of the classics from the Renaissance era, but there's also just a mind-blowing Egyptian curation there, a lot of modern art. Um, I love the religious art. I'm so drawn to Catholic art, and there's just so many exquisite pieces of Mary and Jesus, and ah, yes, do it. Also, check out the Louis Vuitton Foundation. Even if you just want to pack a lunch and go over there and enjoy the park nearby, not necessarily an exhibit, it's an incredible area. Uh, check out... Some movies that I saw on my flights there. So I'm someone that cannot sleep on the plane. And it was such a bummer because that's a 12-hour flight. And <laughs> I did everything that I could. I tried to do everything that I could to support myself to sleep. I packed gummies. I packed ashwagandha. I packed melatonin. And I was popping all of it. I was ordering some Chardonnay on the flight and like not for one second did I come close to falling asleep. So I watched all the movies. I watched a classic on the flight. You may have seen this film, but I encourage you to rewatch it or watch it for the first time. But the movie Before Sunrise, it's actually a trilogy. I just watched the first, but it is starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Demps. Older film came out in the 90s, uh, but it's about two people from very different thought processes in life that randomly meet on a train in Europe and walk until the sun comes up one night and find this really beautiful, deep, intense connection. It was really lovely to watch it at this age, at this moment in time, and especially while getting ready to have a romantic adventure. So check that out. Uh, a new film that I watched starring Tilda Sweden and Idris Elba is 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantasy kind of movie. A lot of storytelling, a lot of ancientness, a lot of mythic quality to it. Really interesting and visually stunning film uh, that kind of explores love and longing. And it was really creative. Yeah, I think you'll dig it. And another film that I loved is a movie that uh, comes out of the UK called Living. I do not remember the name of the actor. I've seen him in a bunch of things, but it is about an older man, more so at the turn of the century in England, who finds out that he doesn't have much time to live and what he decides to do with that time. It was a really 
different way to tell a story like that of what you want to do once your life has been lived and you realize, you know, kind of more in the sunset of your journey, what can change. But it was really thought provoking. Um, so I encourage you to check those out if you get a chance. So that's what I've been up to lately. Um, that was my pleasure. That was my birthday. Lots of fun projects that I'm working on right now. A couple announcements to share soon. And also, I want to remind everyone, I'm gearing up and kind of mentally, physically, and emotionally preparing to head up to the Omega Institute in a few weeks. Queen Afua and myself are having the second year of our Women Who Heal retreat, which is a really incredible five-day experience that happens on the 250-acre forest campus of the Omega Institute in upstate New York. It is an institute that has taken over that sacred land and just, it's just such a preeminent location for spiritual study um, and some of that deeper work with the self. It is such a privilege to be on that campus. One of the founders of the campus is my Shiro Elizabeth Lesser, the author of one of my favorite books, Broken Open. And, um, also, Cassandra Speaks is one of her latest books, and it's incredible. But this campus was built over 40 years ago. So many of the greats have taught there. And I just encourage everyone, it has such a sustainable price point. Meals are included, lodging is included, and you can just go connect with yourself. So that happens um, throughout their season. But Queen and I will be there at the end of August doing our Women Who Heal Retreat. We'll be there for about six days. We will be teaching about so many different components of the mind, body, and soul integration and embodiment experience. We really encourage those that connect to the deeper aspect of the work. So if you have been on this path of awareness, if you feel ready for something deep, something that is a felt experience, something that will change you, you got to go. Go to omega.org. Um, or if you go on my Instagram at Debbie Brown, the link in bio will take you straight there. Um, we still have a few open spots. I believe we might have somewhere between seven and 10 openings of being able to still connect to this experience. So if you feel called, I hope to see you there. If you've been, I cannot wait to see you again. That is coming soon. Yeah, that's what's present. So I also wanted before we end this episode to check in and remind you of some of the recent episodes that we have had on Deeply Well that I've been loving, that the community has been loving. I've been seeing so much response and feedback as we've been rolling out episodes online. We have a YouTube page now. So if you're not there yet, it's Debbie Brown is the URL. And subscribe to the YouTube, check out the episodes. This is the first season that we've been offering the video to go along with the audio experience. We have a beautiful studio that we record out of. Um, so loving, loving, loving those there. That's on YouTube. And we have recent episodes with Queen Afua, with Layla Delia, with Daryl Gaines, Myleek Teal, Christine Mark Griffin, Adam Jackson, Crystal Williams, Resma Menikim, Simone Farshi. We have been tapping into so much. The conversations this season we've been having are about embodiment. Uh, we explored the darkness retreat with Krista, which is an experience where you are completely in a dark cave for a week processing. Um, we've talked about the incredible experiences around men's healing and health that are happening with Adam Jackson and Sacred Sons and those phenomenal retreats that are happening all over the world. We talked about healing trauma in children in real time, not waiting till you're an adult to heal, but how we can support children who are having challenging experiences right now. That conversation happened with Christine Mark Griffin. So there is a lot of conversations happening about so many of the facets of this journey. So I hope you'll take time to check back if there's any that you've missed. And before we end this episode together, one, I just want to say it's a continued honor to be able to do this show with you and to receive all of the feedback that you share, whether it's really taking the time to 
share gratitude for this podcast if it's meant something to you. Take a moment to encourage someone else to connect with it. I think everyone that has taken time to, after an episode, go into the Apple Store and just click those five stars and give it that five-star rating. And also leave a written review about what you've connected to. And I want to share my final thought here. You know, when I think about my experience in Paris and just having the the freedom um, and also the privilege to give myself the experience, because I know that isn't always possible for us, depending on what we're experiencing in our lives or what is possible due to, you know, current seasons of our budgets or our time allotment. But something I really connected to while I was there was just a deep gratitude for the experiences I was having and how so many of those experiences were elevated in ways I didn't expect. Something that came to me, I this thought came to me that I wanted to share with you, which is, may the experiences, people, and things I am already connected to and grateful for surpass my belief for how good and how much better it can all really get. May the full value of my life emerge in every way for the highest good of myself and all that I am connected to. Let yourself hold that thought for a second and see where it might fit for yourself. I read it one last time together. May the experiences, people, and things I am already connected to and grateful for surpass my belief for how good and how much better it can all really get. May the full value of my life emerge in every way for the highest good of all concerned. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Thank you for joining me for this season. And thank you for actively participating in your own life for your highest good. Hope you have a beautiful week. Hope the breakthrough thought you've been waiting for comes to you. Until next time. Namaste. Namaste. Connect with me on social at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or you can go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe and send this episode to a friend. Deeply Well is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees Thomas, Samantha Timmons, and me, Debbie Brown. The beautiful sound bath you heard? That's by Gerilyn Glass from Crystal Cadence. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.